Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The reason I'm bothering to do this is I keep hearing on the press, Biden's going to raise your taxes. Anybody making less than $400,000 a year will not pay a single penny in taxes. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional. I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. He says his grandfather could not read or write, but the records indicate that his great-grandfather and his great-great-grandfather could read and write. So I, those were inconsistencies there. Men tend to be stronger in many sports. I mean, their serves in tennis are faster. Um, they run faster. But if it's not testosterone that makes the difference, what is it? Remember, if we're talking about trans girls in girls' sports, then we have to talk about the difference between trans girls and cisgender girls, not boys and girls. Yes, those are two totally different things, as you know. Correct. A girl and a trans girl is not the same as a girl and a boy. No. Nope. Correct? Correct. Um, would you like to say grace as we begin the show, Alice, or would you like to get right into it? <laughs> so on that note, because I'm in trouble, I've been booted that is off. Not true. I've been booted off of the Burn Barrel podcast is- and into my relegated to my own podcast, which is a project you'll be hearing about shortly. But safe to say that those of you that have purchased 1570 Project merchandise are ahead of the curve. But that's an announcement that will be coming in the next week or so. 
We'll talk about that later. But if you would like more insights from me and you're upset at wow. Tom cutting me off and um, well, I don't know. I didn't me. know how long the liturgy was going to be necessarily, Alice. Uh, as you uh, rolled your um, your uh, era of theification of the show forward. <laughs> so, if you like more um, from me and less interruptions from Tom into my insights, then <laughs> the podcast for you, the podcast for me, for you is coming. Are you going to have uh, minarets too? And uh, is it- in the sound of every five o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, and all listeners must be constantly veiled. Yes, five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes, point your uh, prayer rugs towards Mecca and uh, expect every uh, point your prayer o- rugs towards the burn barrel. The spinoff podcast is coming, wherein I will not be uh, forced to hide my true self. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that you kept it. Uh, you kept your uh, teachings in English, at least, uh, Ellis. There. For a moment, but you have not been kicked off the Burn Barrel podcast. You were extending, <laughs> expanding the Burn Barrel universe with you with uh, an Alice Shattuck project that is uh, very close to be being rolled out. Perhaps mm-hmm. a soft opening very shortly. Soft opening shortly, yes. And at which point you won't be uh, browbeat into uh, quitting. I will be running this show. Yes, this I will is learn how to run the board beforehand. So don't. This is an Alice Shattuck joint. That you're having so, here, yeah. Uh, so this is like beginning the new world mm-hmm. because of religious oppression. I'm going to be freed. I'm going to be like the Puritans, yes. freeing religious oppression in England to form a new land with your will... own religious oppression in the new land. <laughs> Poor Mary Dyer. But no, um, more coming on that in the coming days. I don't want to say too much, but. Um, Yes, I'm fleeing well, the religious oppression of the Burn Barrel podcast. And you know what the great thing is, Alice? Mm-hmm. Is that you can fortify that with all the lights and buzzers you want to and all the platforms you want to. And we can do, we can also expand their Burn Barrel uh, as well and mm-hmm. up our budgets because we're not paying any taxes. As a matter of fact, most of you listening right now, almost all of you, I would say. I would assume, I think most people who listen to the Burn Barrel are in this category. Are under make under four hundred thousand dollars a year. Where President Biden mm-hmm. has deemed that you are free and clear for the foreseeable future. The reason I'm bothering to do this is I keep hearing on the press Biden's going to raise your taxes. Anybody making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year will not pay a single penny in taxes. Man, and we will Woo. not increase the deficit either. I gotta say, I am shocked that this I'm guy for Biden now. is a an aggressive conservative. I stand corrected on Joe Biden. I am pro I thought there were dangerous tax cuts under Trump, but apparently those are gone now. Zero yeah, taxes. Yeah, I love it. I you know love it. Zero taxes. Is, is it the Biden's comm team? They're so, comms team, they're so focused on just getting him the hell out of the room <laughs> that they're not going to flag him and say, oh, sir, just, just, just clean that up for a second. They're not going to, no. They're, okay, just let him say what he says. Well, who knows what he'll say if they try and get him to correct it. Yeah, he could call, yeah, he could call the uh, betting field fat or a uh, a horse face or, not horse face, that's Trump. Dog face, pony soldier. Oh, yeah, a horse's tail. (laughs) Which is better, to be called a horse face or a horse's tail? I don't know. I think that, uh, (laughs) I don't know, because Biden, Horse's tail for Biden was a serious, um, it, not admonishment. It was a serious, uh, what would you call it? Not an insult. Imprecation. Ooh, I like that, Alice. 
Um, that was reserved for bigots and homophobes. A lot of your very successful businessmen and women. If you were at a fancy restaurant in Washington five, six years ago at an important business meeting and a gay or lesbian waiter came up or transgender, spoke with a lisp or demonstrated they were gay or lesbian, and someone at that... As they do, maybe pranced over to the table, <laughs> perhaps a leather boa. And I love how trans is right in there. Yeah, and like, well, so he are, he gave us some examples for being gay of how you would demonstrate that you're gay or lesbian, mm-hmm. like a lisp. But how do you demonstrate that you're a lesbian <coughs> at the while I, waiting on the, the table? <laughs> uh, wallet with a chain, rolled up jeans, Doc Martens, white t-shirt, uh, military Elvis haircut. I... Maybe that does it. I don't know. I don't know how you how you show that you're trans in unless it's very obvious. I don't know. I don't go to the restaurants he goes to. Apparently. The table said made fun of that person. No one would have said anything. Not a joke. I want you to literally think about this. <laughs> literally. Today, if that same thing happened, the other four or five people at the table say, you horse's tail, get out of here. Really. Man, he is so in touch. I know. Today, no. people say call people horses' tails all the time. Exactly. Your, salt, your Himalayan salt oh. rocks are not on, by the way. Oh, goodness. Thank you, you let me go through a whole episode with my little bubble lights you gave me off the is other day, true? too. It is. It's true. I'm I sorry about that. Well, that. you're yeah. such a theologian now. You've got a halo around you naturally, Alice. So. Oh, so you couldn't notice. No, I couldn't notice. Oh, okay, wow. Horses' tail. Uh, so there you go. $400,000. It's nice to be able to keep your money. Mm-hmm. That is Joe Biden. Who's absolutely in zero in, taxes? Mm-hmm. So let's get to this gay transgender, and I don't not, and we're not. Uh, I, I want to talk about this because I was sh- really blown away. I gotta get grab the Jenner thing from yesterday. So this is off of, and this is just shows you the media in 2021 mm-hmm. that we're for two days in a row heavily relying on TMZ because uh, they're better than most of the national media. Yeah, because they want stories. Right. Uh, well, and also. Um, paparazzi reporting is reporting. Mm-hmm. It's on the streets. It's going through trash. It's like, it's... Well, yeah, that's how you get original content is you have to go out there. You can't just watch Tucker Carlson and then diss him for your entire show. That's not actually reporting. Right. <laughs> right. So here's Caitlin Jenner. We played this yesterday and this is... And we're going to take this issue on s- straight on. We're not going to be horses' tails about this, Alice. Okay. Right? Uh, here's Caitlyn Jenner. This is what we played yesterday with the TMZ trans uh, guys and girls sports question. Hi, Caitlyn. So there's legislation in various states to ban biological boys who are trans from playing girls' sports in school. What's your opinion on that? This is a question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girl sports in school. It just isn't fair. And we have to protect girl sports in our school. But but if someone transitions and now identifies as a girl, isn't it delegitimizing their identity to prevent them? Have a good day. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so for today, Harvey Levin of TMZ had somebody named Dr. Veronica Ivey on. Dr. Veronica Ivey is a trans doctor. I don't know. I assume that means that he was a, a biological man who is now a woman, because the mm-hmm. the trend I see is that 
um, is that is that men when they become trans or change when men start make doing affectations of females dressing like women mm-hmm. and changing their lives to be like women, they all they tend to in many cases adopt these over the top burlesque names. Mm-hmm. So she's not, uh, you know, Doctor Shanine King. She's or he's whatever, Doctor Veronica Ivy. You know, of course it's Veronica mm-hmm. Ivy. It's always going to be Veronica Ivy. It's not going to be, you know, anything any less fabulous than that. Um, Alice, um, I'm looking up Veronica Don't look Ivy, up Veronica. who was previously Rachel McKinnon. Oh, okay, so she's a guy. What? Um, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out because no, but she's a woman. She dresses as a woman in this thing. Okay, but so Rachel McKinnon is also a uh, cyclist who has won women's cycling competitions. So is that who Doctor Veronica Ivy is? Apparently, because this Doctor according Veronica... to Twitter, they're the same person. But I'm confused. This Doctor Veronica Ivy is a. Mm-hmm. Doctor, doctor. I mean, an MD, I believe. Yeah. In 2018, she became the first transgender world cycling champion by placing first at the Women's Masters Track World Championship for the women's 35 to 44 age bracket. So is this a man? Yes. Okay. Okay. Who is now a woman, and that's why she's Veronica Ivory, but she was Kate McKinnon. Appa- or Rachel McKinnon, apparently. So the, just we're just changing names. That's I what, guess so. Okay, that's fine. Okay, But this is now... This now person is a medical doctor. Uh, a PhD. Okay. That's great that they're having this person on a PhD at, to mm-hmm. talk about the physiological you know, impacts of you know, doping with uh, mm-hmm. testosterone. Her primary research is the focus of the philosophy of language. The majority of her published work is about the norms of the speech act of assertion. Preeminently, her 2015 monograph, The Norms of Assertion, Truth, Lies, and Warrant. Okay, so this is horse bleep. Another um, focus of her work is feminism and feminist philosophy, particularly issues relating to gender and queer identities. Okay. So okay. doctor is a loose term here. Okay, good. Okay, here we go. So listen So listen to these two cuts. Okay. The first, there was another one that I just dropped because it was all about te- testosterone and this Veronica Ivory ivy letting us know that in fact how testosterone levels don't mm-hmm. affect performance so okay which is really a, a straw man argument that i don't feel is the argument but it's one that i've heard more trans people mm-hmm. uh trans girls and guys and girls sports people go to whatever but okay so this is uh the first question and answer men tend to be stronger in many sports i mean their serves in tennis are faster um, they run faster, hammer throws longer. So there are, you know, there's some data, it seems, to show that there is a difference. But if it's not testosterone that makes the difference, what is it? If it's not testosterone, what is it? And remember, we're not being horse's tails here. Harvey Levin is a gay man. Okay. Doctor <laughs> Veronica Ivy is a trans, a biological man who is now living the life of a okay. woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And who has no dog in the fight as a competitive uh, world champion cyclist in the trans sports debate, I would say. Mm-mm. Here we go. Why are all the men winning the sports? Yeah, so I have two things to say about this. The first is, remember, if we're talking about trans girls in girls' sport, then we have to talk about the difference between trans girls and cisgender girls, not boys and girls or now hold on first of all 
why do we have to talk about it the way that Dr. Ivy wants us to? Why do we have a set of rules of how we're, we're not allowed to discuss this as being boy versus girl, but mm-hmm. this is in fact what? Trans girls versus girls. And one of the reasons... Wait, 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 okay. What is a trans girl? A boy. Okay, so this is boy. So, so we can't say it's boy versus girl. We can only say it's trans. Mm-hmm. Okay, which in a trans person is... A, tr- a trans biological male is n- now not the same as a boy. Right. And so, well, there's a degree of nuance to this, okay? Because... Uh, yeah, I would say so. Okay, it's, But I want to be fair to the argument at hand, which is that... You know, when these young men, if they are on puberty blockers through puberty, they never go through male puberty. They take estrogen uh, in order to go through a female puberty. Um, Then some, we know for a fact scientifically that some of those sport advantages disappear. Not all of those are criteria to be in any of these sports. Right. So, exactly. So, this is the problem, is that none of these are criteria to be in these sports, and that effectively, any policing at all of anything is considered transphobic. And... Not only that, but the measures that places are taking, so like the IOCC, the Olympic people, their rules have to do with, you know, you've been on testosterone, you've been on, you know, estrogen treatments for a certain amount of time, so your testosterone levels are below a certain amount. Those don't necessarily cut it either, because if you've gone through male puberty and if you've had testosterone coursing through your veins for a certain number of decades of your life, it changes your body physically in ways that can be measured in terms of bone density, in terms of strength. So when you have people, and this is what... um, What's his face? Joe Rogan got in trouble for was talking about Fallon Fox, who was absolutely a man that went through male puberty, who then decided to be trans, got surgery and lied about it, pretended to be a biological woman and beat up a bunch of women in the MMA uh, saying that uh, Fallon Fox was a biological woman, which was not true. So and and clearly had advantages because of having been living life as a man through most of her life. So some of these changes, you know, can be mitigated if you have not exposed your body to enough testosterone over the course of your life. How much of it can be mitigated? I don't know. You know, some stuff is clearly innate. Some has to do with testosterone expo- or androgen exposure during in the womb. I mean, like this stuff, it's, it's not cut and dried. And in my opinion, when it's not cut and dried, we have a category that's for everybody to compete in. Everybody can compete in the men's category. Anyone. Women. If women can beat men, then they can be in the men's category too. That's fine. Go for it. If a woman can be in the NBA or the NFL and she can compete, then great. That's awesome. All the women and all the trans people can all compete in the men's sports category. That's the everybody category. I'm sure if a woman were an awesome football player, the NFL, no NFL team would turn her down. Why would they? If she were going to be an asset to the team. Sure. So... We have a category that's for everybody to compete in. The women's sports category should just be for people that are clearly, obviously, 100% have been female since they were born the entire time and have not made any changes. Like, that's, well, that's my feeling opinion. Like, but, you're so feeling a lot of horse's tail talk going to be happening in the 15, over here in 17 yeah. project. Okay, so the horse's well, tail But the thing is, Elsa, that. we're seeing when we see these high-profile cases mm-hmm. here where the men are setting all the records running as women. Right. The eyes don't lie. The right. Big brawny dudes are going in there who have b- 
bigger muscles, bigger mm-hmm. bone density. Including Veronica Ivy, a.k.a. B- Rachel right. McKinnon. A, a bigger uh, organs, a much bigger lung capacity. Mm-hmm. The uh, A male is, is just much better equipped at almost every sport. Yeah. To be the best that then a and this is just logic. The fact that we have to say it, you mm-hmm. know I the the they it's so obviously true that you would have to make that it cannot be debated, so you would have to make saying it verboten. Right. And, and then the punishable argument, by cancellation and right. whatever. And then make specious arguments like to say like, Well, lots of men have natural advantages over other men in sports too. You're never going to be able to beat LeBron James, Tom Shattuck, even though you're a guy. You know, which is obviously true. LeBron James obviously has some physical advantages over right. you in playing a sport, despite the fact that you're both men. But we have women's sports for a reason. That, you know, and right. I but, challenge anybody. But, but in the NBA, if LeBron mm-hmm. James is the best man in the NBA, right? the worst player in the NBA is better than the best player in the WNBA. Right. Obviously, because otherwise there would be women playing in the NBA. Right. And okay. there are not. Correct. Wow. Dr. Veronica Ivory, let's continue. If we want to talk about women, then we have to talk about trans women compared to cis women, not men compared to women. Man, you hear the anger there? Mm-hmm. Totally different thing. Unrelated. A trans woman is a totally different thing than a man. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Th- you know, it's, not, it's, it's like a, you know, comparing a trout to a camel. The totally different thing. It's not mm-hmm. the same. I mean, to be, have to begin your argument on that premise, which has no foundational integrity whatsoever. Right. I mean, that is coming from a place of bull bleep, a grand, loud place of bull bleep. Mm-hmm. The second part of your question was about, like, well, you know, what is it? What produces this performance difference, difference yeah. that we do see between men and women? There is a performance difference. They are faster on the track. Oh, is there? Yes. Hmm, I don't know that anybody's contest- contended that. Dr. The history Ivory. of planet Earth. I- Ivy Harvey. I cannot keep up with them. That is that is the truth. Wait a second. You can't keep up with them? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, okay. But you are <laughs> better at keeping up with Neither them. Neither can Tom. <laughs> right. But he is better at keeping up with them than most women are. Right? Um, I would say so. Because he is one. A world champion cyclist, yes, in the women's category, but not in the men's category. Right. Yes. Okay. So okay. better better than most women, but not better than virtually any men. Um, well, the truth is we don't know. The thing is that this is to say that for Dr. Ivy Har- Harvey, Ivy Harvey, whatever, Veronica Ivy, mm-hmm. to say that is to begin a debate and argument with a grand distortion right and then add more of them like i couldn't even beat them i'm a woman too i couldn't beat these men uh okay yeah that's not an argument for you to compete in women's sports as i said tom shattuck can't beat most male track stars either but that's not an argument for why you should be allowed to compete with the women yeah right but but it's all it's like you know, yeah, you're starting the argument with a false premise and then moving on from there. To other false stuff, like anecdotes about I couldn't beat them either. I'm mean, I'm just an ordinary built you petite woman too. I couldn't beat them either. <laughs> when uh, no, you're not. The, you're adding factors in here, and this is like th- this is a zero credibility 
uh, debate. Unless you don't start, you don't build an argument from the the orthodox way in which you would. Unless you start from what's right in human rights. Mm-hmm. Starting from the back door and yep. say, no, this is about, first of all, equal justice and human rights. Mm-hmm. So start with that. Right. Or like what the TMZ reporter asked Caitlyn Jenner. Is this about you're delegitimizing their identities? Um, you know, if you're starting from we need to make everybody feel good about their personal identity, then you're going to have a different conversation about sports. If sp- if the purpose of sports is to legitimize people's identities, then your conversation is going to be different than if your purpose in sports is to determine who's the best athlete at something. Okay, let me th- keep this going. Oh, we do know now, finally, after all these years, that it isn't as simple as testosterone, as natural testosterone. That- you, we never said it was. Yeah, no, That's only you were saying that. Yes, <laughs> we do now know. So you see, I do bring credibility because we've come to a new... Uh, you know, we've we've come we found how to a, come to a new development in the story here because we're just working with the science. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, fine that you can talk about that or hair right. color too if you want. We're just saying that the guys are better at the girl than the girls at stuff. Yeah, and we're not a hundred percent sure why, but maybe we should right. like, keep things the way they are until we know for sure. Testosterone, you know, oral health, whatever you want, you can you can add into it. Until then, I'm already at my conclusion. I've got it. You know, it's simply naturally true that through through an experience of being alive that I've made the, uh, I've deduced along with everybody else that men are better at some things. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. And, and women are better at some other things. Correct. Exactly. There's a reason we're all here <laughs> and we continue not to wipe each other out. You know, people have. That is not the reason. There are elite world championship level men with natural testosterone below the women's average. And they are competing at no disadvantage to men with 100 times as much testosterone. So that's great. And you can use that in your debate with those people on the other side of that issue. That has nothing to do with you needing to be on my daughter's track team. So there are certainly maybe some biological reasons. for (laughs) Possibly. Now, this part is the stretch. There may be hypothetically, you know, we're not could really could be some mm. biological reasons. I mean, that's really pie in the sky thinking. You know, the the other stuff. You know, it could be though. I mean, I will give you that for men on average being bigger, stronger, faster than women. But we do know that there are also social reasons. So we encourage boys. We give them sports toys as presents versus girls not getting sports toys as often. Uh. We encourage boys to climb trees and we discourage girls because it's too dangerous. Boys to climb trees. <laughs> That's why boys are better at sports, honey, is we haven't encouraged girls to climb trees. We encourage boys to get buff and we say girls are going to be too manly if they have muscles. All of these social effects have performance difference effects on men and women that we don't know how big that difference is due to those social effects. I think we have been encouraging girls to do sports for decades. Right. As a matter of fact, there's systemic encouragement for girls to do sports. Mm-hmm. And to be strong right. and to achieve stuff and everything else. And any parent of kids can tell you that while there are certainly boys that are less good at sports and girls that are more good at sports – that the difference between, say, like the five-year-old boys' soccer team and the five-year-old girls' soccer team is profound. Yes. Yes. And actually, it, it's interesting. 
even among the most liberal uh, gender inclusive communities, including some of which we've lived in, the, mm-hmm. you know that that remains true even yes. in those towns. And now, in in now, and this is different than when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, you wouldn't in 1983 there weren't girls on the baseball team, right? And there wasn't girls softball. I don't think in my town. I don't think really? back oh. then. Um, girls played, but it was, I don't remember there, it was, if there was, it was not integrated. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, gender-wise, <laughs> we are fully integrated race-wise. Uh, well done, honey, right. keep digging. So here's, so here's, the, so, but now everybody, we've got a daughter, she's, she plays basketball, she's played basketball, she, today we're about to, when we're done with this, she mm-hmm. and I are going to softball, right. a game tonight. Um, and she's played soccer. The girls, especially in suburbs, kids play everything now. Right. We, m- even more than they did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Kids play everything. We've got boys. It, everybody plays everything now. And especially with, you know, Title IX in colleges, girls are very much encouraged to play sports because um, in a lot of cases, for a lot of girls, the sports pay for their college. Because if you're... That's the systemic if, encouragement. Right. Right. So if you're if you're good at but to make it more explicit, I mean, colleges are really looking for girls because they have these big programs that bring in all this money on the boys sports side, you know, all this NCAA stuff and they need to spend the same amount on girls programs under Title IX. So they're they're looking for female athletes and offer them great incentives. So sports for a lot of young women pays for their college. So I mean, parents especially in you know, affluent communities where parents are definitely planning on sending all their kids to college. In a lot of cases, for girls, that's their ticket uh, to great scholarships. Yeah. So, so there's huge encouragement for women in sports, women in crew, women's rugby, women's gymnastics, women. Like, I mean, field hockey paid for my sister's college. That's it's a big thing. Um, and there are you know it's funny and this is mm-hmm. i guess kind of an aside but there are interesting differences i was t- talking to the coach the other night as we were watching the girls hit and field right um you know a, a few times the girls would hit a little dribbler to mm-hmm. go right in front of the mound if this was the boys team every boy including the outfielders would sprint in and pile on to try to get that ball mm-hmm. even though we were trying to say no 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 one person call it whatever and the girls were very organized about it. You know, only mm-hmm. the two girls were close engaged and, you know, one girl went ahead and got it. Right. So that isn't that interesting, the, the natural organizational differences. Because <laughs> the boys are, you know, stupid jackals in a pack, <laughs> you know, just t- ripping the piece of meat apart with no thought to what happens <laughs> afterwards. You know, the idea is that I'm right. going to need to get up, take this and throw it over there. But naturally, you know, the girls were organized. And I think it's kind of mm-hmm. funny. And also, obviously, with girls' sports, they're – it's it's as long as everybody's on an equal field, as long as everybody's the same gender, the the teams the sports can be very competitive and very fun to watch. Right. You know, it's it's the same thing. A good game is a good game, regardless of, regardless of who's playing it. Um. Okay. Back to is question two from from Harvey um Levin to Doctor. Veronica <laughs> Ivy. Are we even asking the right questions here? Because it is, this has been really difficult to understand. It sounds like we're not even on the right playing field. You're here. not. So what you should be asking is that. Inc- what you should be asking are the things I want you to ask. Enter my realm of distorted, odd, illogical thinking. Harvey, 
where everything that I say makes complete sense, even though it's asymmetrical and based on no facts whatsoever. Sure, there could be physical differences. Yep, thank you. That's my world, Harvey. That's the one we want to play in, where my whack, crazy construct is the norm, and the outliers are things like, yeah, there could be a shot that boys are built differently than girls. That's what they're demanding. No, change your argument. Change the way we talk about it so it fits me. Inclusion is the default. And so I'll start that again because here we go. Inclusion is the default. Mm. There you go. Are we even asking the right questions here? Because it is. this has been really difficult to understand. It sounds like we're not even on the right playing field. You're here. not. So what you should be asking is that inclusion is the default and that sport is. So, yes, you can be on the team first are right, we're going to start with a yes go ahead mm -hmm. and then even though it's a competitive sport and then we'll consider fairness integrity of the game you know the general rules um meritocracy we'll consider all that stuff later inclusion mm -hmm. is the default this is about being inclusion you know yeah. diversity equity and inclusion mm -hmm. is a huge thing remember trans people are human people trans rights are humans rights okay so that's how we'll start. And that's why you have to, everything else has to be pushed aside in these, in this spirit of these, uh, mm -hmm. these notions. And to, in, in, if inclusion means that, you know, when it comes time to getting a scholarship for track, your daughter is not involved in the inclusion process of the college that drafts because they're going to be drafting uh, Dr. Veronica Ivy instead. Well, then that's fine. Because if not, it's violence against a group of people. And that's it. Right. So in the name of inclusion, girls have to be excluded. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, what is, how do you argue with something like this? Which is why they know, they know how thin their argument mm -hmm. is, which is why they're all fire and fangs. Constantly, we will be destroyed. We'll hunt you down to take away your morning show and make sure you can never work again. Get you off the Substack if you ha if you dare even say any of this stuff. Oh yeah, no. If you this is this is the new religious orthodoxy of the left is that you absolutely have to believe that kids who are born boys playing women's sports is a hundred percent fine, or you're excommunicated from the Church of Inclusion. You know you're you're done. You can't publish anything. You can't talk to people. Maybe we'll let you continue to have your job flipping burgers at McDonald's, but probably not. Probably you're probably out of that too. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you had better be prepare yourself for a life in the wilderness if you think anything other than the absolute 100% orthodoxy on this. And you know, it's interesting to me because when McKinnon or Veronica Ivy here says that, you know, this isn't about boys versus girls; it's about trans girls versus girls. And um, and you said, you know, there's. You know, some of them are just boys like that. That is the obvious next step is they're going to use examples of, you know, people that have been on blockers and been on estrogen for many, many years and don't have testosterone differences that are that big and all that stuff. But it's a wedge to get in everybody else so that anybody who declared that they were a woman this week and have only been on blockers for, you know, the last few days that they can also play girls sports because why not because if you're including one person why not another and you can't gatekeep trans identities and all these other things you know until you're including people that don't want to go on blockers at all and are just guys who are just saying they're trans so that they can you know get a college scholarship or whatever gatekeeping is a, not allowing somebody 
the identification that they want. Right. So you can basically people get upset when people say like, oh, well, you don't have to trans people will say like you don't have to transition to be trans. You know, you don't have to actually experience any gender dysphoria to really be trans. You don't have to get, you know, a bottom surgery done to be trans or top surgery done to be trans. You know, you can really we don't want to gatekeep the identity. If you say you're trans, you're trans. If you say you're non-binary, like which category should the non-binary kids play in, by the way? You know, what if you don't want to go on hormone treatments, but you say you're trans? You know, well, you don't want to gatekeep. You don't want to tell people they're not trans just because they say they're trans. So, I mean, really what you're looking at, ultimately, what we're pushing for here is the end of girls' sports. And just because they're not explicitly saying that yet doesn't mean that's not ultimately going to be what the argument is. It's the Rod Dreher law of merited impossibility. That will never happen. And when it does, you bigots will deserve it. Right. <laughs> so, it's a human right. And that is how the International Olympic right. Committee puts it. They say that participation in competitive sport is a human right. And so the... It's a human right. Mm -hmm. I believe the men's category is also a competitive sport. So right. if you need to participate for your human rights, you can head over that way and the men's practice is over there. You remind me of the... Going online with a debate about uh, college forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, I, I did a little video yesterday about Dunkin' Donuts saying that you right. could get, get rid of college loan debt by going to Dunkin' Donuts and getting a job and paying for college. Or you could also get a job right after high school, work hard, mm -hmm. suck some money away and pay for college and uh, do it that way. Pay right. for a piecemeal and piece by piece, you know, as you go and work. And, and that way you'd be way ahead of the game and just get some loans or even no loans, depending on what you do. Mm -hmm. And um and 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 the pushback was no 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 you don't understand how hard it is to pay this stuff off and what it costs here and there and like I'm gonna be work till I'm six hundred eighty four so the problem is not that 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 you can't pay for the college is that you wanna go in go big you want it all and you want it now right that's it mm -hmm. so you get to have it now and that's the thought is no 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 no. I don't want to just go to college. I want to go to the most fun, awesomest place in the world with the biggest price tag that I don't have to be responsible for, and I want to do it right now. Mm -hmm. I deserve that. The entitlement is incredible. And it's the, I, I deserve that. And, and people yelling at me saying, oh, I can't believe that you're a jerk. You don't know what that does to people. No, no, you're not. You're, nobody's doing anything to you. You could drop out right now and start saving money and do it right like you'd mm -hmm. buy anything else. You know, you know, I got I, I had to get a lawyer to fight off a huge credit card company because when I was 25, I loved paying the credit, having a credit card. And man, I went out in the town and went on trips and it was great, great. And then I was at a point where I couldn't catch up anymore. And then they was mm -hmm. dinging my credit. So you liked using the credit card more than you enjoyed making payments to the credit card. Right. That, that's a really fun. The front end of that is very fun. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. never occurred to me that I could say to the rest of the taxpayers, you know, this was really hard to pay. You know, <laughs> I just wanted it all and I wanted it now, night after night. And now it's too expensive. So you all owe me. It's just the audacity. And that's not a baseless comparison because, I mean, credit cards, mortgages, car loans, all kinds of things. Other people who went to college have made choices wherein they paid off college loans before they paid off those other things. So if you're going to hand 
$50,000 in debt relief to people with a lot of college loans, you have to consider the other people that maybe paid off $50,000 in college loans and have other debts now because they made the choice to pay off their loans. Absolutely. And there's other people who never went to college who I believe should be entitled Mm -hmm. to some kind of relief for the other things in life because they're now out in life with no free college and no free advantage of having gone to college. Right. Um, so let me play the rest. And that's what I, I forgot how I was comparing that, but that's what it is. It's like, no, no, we want, we're going in. We want to be able to be in the team. We want to, we want to do it now. We want it all. And, and that's where the conversation is. Mm-hmm. Inclusion has to be the default and you have to have tons of evidence to justify excluding people. And that evidence does not exist. It's- you have to have tons of evidence to justify excluding people. The evidence doesn't exist as this person. That is a fabrication. And the fact that the onus would be, and that the audacity of the move, the onus would be on us having to prove that a man is different. You have to prove that the man is different. The man's abilities are different. Mm-hmm. The physical abilities are different. Because the evidence just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It exists everywhere. It's always existed. Right. As cultures and civilizations forever. Yeah, it so much exists that... Everybody has always known it until right now. And now to be demanded to ask to prove something that everybody has always known because you want to do something completely different is, I mean, the burden should be on you. It's all based on assumption and it's all based on comparing boys to girls or men to women when that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about trans girls versus cis girls, trans women versus cis women. That's convenient, too, because this is a relatively new problem in society, so there isn't as much data on it because uh, we have not always had tons of trans girls competing in high school sports. This is a pretty new phenomenon, so we don't have as much long-term data on how trans girls do relative to cis girls over time. What we do have is a lot of evidence on how boys do in sports relative to girls over long periods of time. That we know, so it's convenient when um, the data can't be found to show what you know what they don't want to know because we don't actually we haven't actually studied this issue that much yet because it's a completely new issue but you know some of us might say that there are possibly enough similarities between uh trans girls and boys so that we could draw some conclusions from the limited data we have about boy sports and girl sports so yeah so that's where we are with that and once again neither of us are trying to be horses tails I, as far as I'm concerned, do what you want to do. With, if you want to be trans, God bless, fine, that's great. As it is right now, it is the onus is on you to explain mm-hmm. to me how it's okay that you are throwing 98-mile-per-hour uh, fastballs at a girls' baseball game and the second you know, closest fastball is 63 miles per hour, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, because that's not fair. And that's mean, okay? Right. And that's not inclusion. That's exclusion. And that is needing to use a very niche, niche, small issue to destroy uh, something that's a positive thing for girls right now. And right. we're supposed to, as a society, we're supposed to um, value women. But Thank once you. again, in the name of progressivism, crazy, aggressive progressivism, the first casualties are always women and children. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, minorities, marginalized people. And the people who are, you know, powerful white middle and upper class progressives 
who have um, you know uh, houses on Martha's Vineyard mm-hmm. and love their lifestyles, they'll sign whatever. They'll do whatever corporate morality, woke statement, whatever it takes to keep themselves on top to maintain their affluent positions. They'll right. sign on to it or whatever uh, because they're – they know to put their head down because they're living a good life. Yeah, they didn't get to where they are by not going with the social trends of the moment. They're 100% on board with every little thing. Um, I agree 100%. I have breaking news. What? Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. Oh. Do you okay. not have that breaking news? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, no, um, I don't. After a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we've made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we've raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world, et cetera, et cetera. They ask for space and privacy as they begin to navigate their new life. So I don't know. Is Melinda Gates going to beat, uh, what was Jeff Bezos' wife's name? I don't remember. Uh, but uh, yeah, she got like the biggest divorce settlement ever. So Melinda Gates might be heading there. To join that exclusive club of, uh, I don't know, I mean, billionaires for, by divorce. But you know what? You know, I I have no problem with with. Uh, I mean, he irks me because he's a you know quintillionaire and he's he's got so much leisure. But at least he's trying. To, the Gates Foundation has done some really good things, and fine. Mm-hmm. I I pref- and though I get uh, nauseous anytime I see an Internet Explorer icon anywhere <laughs> in my life. I, uh, you know, he's fine. He's done some good things. The whole story of the, how he, you know, reverse engineered the whole backstabby way those guys like, you know, grew success and Microsoft mm-hmm. and all those companies and Jobs did the same thing and this and that. Uh, interests me and good luck to them, Alice. I'm not. You know what? I'm learning from the 1570 project that uh, you know it doesn't. I don't need, need to cast aspersions or hope for uh, distance mm-hmm. and division among people. I don't care about that. But I do care about um, the uh, – okay, (laughs) this is related to what we just did. In a continuing uh, narrative of we've gone effing insane Mm -hmm. and there is no institution that is immune to it. There is no institution that is immune to the insanity. This is a commercial for the Central Intelligence Agency featuring a 30-something-year-old woman. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Zora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences. So, <laughs> this is an ad for somebody, the CIA. The CIA, yes. The, she seems like a the lovely person. The premier spy agency of the United States. Right. This is does all. This is these are the people who do this stuff in other countries. Mm-hmm. These are our best and brightest. Suggesting right. that a question has been asked, 
I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas. Is this an Oscar-winning speech? Did she just win an Oscar? This sounds like, I mean, the self-aggrandizing in here is like, congratulate yourself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. God, I refuse to. I'm standing up. I am not a fluke. I am powerful. Just work this out with your shrink or the mirror or support group somewhere. How is this attractive to people? So you know what? Well, I think it's attractive to certain people, which I think is the point, right? That the CIA wants to bring in people who find this compelling. Right. And right. So in if you ever if you were thought over the last few years, while well, the, the intel agencies wouldn't try to screw a president like uh, they did with mm -hmm. Trump, right? That would never happen. Yeah, this is who's there. This is who lives in the Beltway. Ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me. Full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to. <laughs> Go ahead, when, honey. When I hear a younger person, especially, mm -hmm. make declarative statements and then say full stop, uh -huh. I want to put the barrel of a nine millimeter into my mouth and blow my head off. Full stop. <laughs> okay. To expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. <laughs> Man, the Chinese must be absolutely shaking in their boots. Can the CIA please just work on CIA stuff? Is that too much to ask? But I, like, I was so blown away by this especially like given this year we've had all this woke military stuff that we've had about like women in combat roles and all these things and you know flight suits for pregnant women and Tucker Carlson got in trouble for suggesting that maybe like this isn't the best for our military readiness um <laughs> and like all the uh, people in the military PR departments all jumped on him. Yeah. Uh, complaint. It's saying that we need diversity, equity, and inclusion in our military more than ever, and that's what makes us great or something. And um, so I was just thinking, like, wow. So now the progressives have all of academia, which they've always had, all of Hollywood, which they've always had. Plus, now they have all the corporations, which have traditionally been like the Republican thing, right? Plus, now they have the military. Plus, now they have intelligence agencies. Plus, um, so I was looking at this story. CNN had a big piece today about how the Biden administration is apparently looking at partnering with private security firms to surveil suspected domestic terrorists online. Uh, so... 
you know, you might be asking, like, okay, well, who's a suspected terrorist? So the picture on the CNN article is of the January 6th Capitol riot. Mm-hmm. In case you weren't sure who we're calling a domestic terrorist here, it's Trump supporters are the domestic terrorists. Insurrectionists. But this is um, actually the quote from the article. The Department of Homeland Security is limited in how it can monitor citizens online without justification. And is banned... <laughs> They're banned from activities like assuming false identities to gain access to private messaging apps uh, used by extremist groups like the Proud Boys or Oath Keepers. Instead, the federal authorities can only browse through unprotected information on social media sites like Twitter and Facebook and other open online platforms. The plan being discussed inside the DHS, according to multiple sources, would in effect allow the department to circumvent these limits. A source familiar with the effort said it is not about decrypting data, but rather using outside entities who can legally access these private groups to gather large amounts of information that could help DHS identify key narratives as they emerge. By partnering with research firms who have more visibility in this space, that is, research firms that have more visibility in the space of assuming fake online identities to track you and figure out what you're saying when you think the government Mm -hmm. can't hear you, the DHS could produce information that would likely be beneficial to both it and the FBI, Hmm. which can't monitor U.S. citizens in this way without first getting a warrant or having the pretext of an ongoing investigation. Can it it not? Uh, The The CIA and the NSA are also limited on collecting intelligence domestically. Oh, Darn! I mean, well, like, poor you know, them. We'll, they're so. We'll like, have to get the proud, proud Latina inter- intersectional uh, CIA person to do enhanced so interrogation limited. on uh, poor them. the Proud Boys. They, can you imagine they have to get warrants and like, or have an yeah. on ongoing investigation before they? Spy we need workarounds here for the people that in is, Antlers and their friends and people who also enjoy the same memes and. and that's totally unfair that they have to get warrants and stuff. Jeez, I mean, like. What are we playing on here? We need to get those domestic terrorists and get them now. Heaven forbid. So the intersectional uh, cisgender millennials with generalized anxiety disorder need to be able to access right. your uh, so personal search, information. Uh, yes. Search uh, has doubts about the voting process. You know, uh, in, make sure any inputs for um, voter suppression in Georgia are taken out of that. Just find any complaining conservative who would thinks that voter that the voting by, by mail sucks and mm-hmm. put the screws to them throw them in front of the uh, house un-american activities uh, committee and uh you know ruin them and great so what we're watching now is literally the politicization of every important uh arm of the federal government it's i mean well i mean as if this that but we're watching it done you know codified legally right you know this had already Oh, yeah. You know, Joe I mean, Biden sat at the table with Obama and said, all right, how do we screw uh, Team Trump when he gets in here? Mm-hmm. Oh, and before that, and, you know, when they use the IRS and other government agencies to go after Tea Party groups who dared to form Right, that's just recent, were, recently. And they, yeah, you know, there, there, there have been problematic issues with the FBI uh, forever, certainly if you're uh, in Boston, you know the story of mm-hmm. Whitey Bulger. It is, uh, yeah. it is local as well. I had a dream, by the way, recently where... Um, the whoever the powers that be cracked down on the burn barrel podcast and we had to do it from like a an rv that we were traveling the countryside on the run and do the burn barrel podcast on the run from our rv so <laughs> have better dreams can't you like be in the arms of a like handsome man and you know get whisked away onto his unicorn or I something i like my husband that's my dream Why? that i'm doing the burn barrel no, podcast I dream about you. better looking men alice no it's the, that's 
Terrible. Okay. Uh, oh, before we go, um, and we got to get the softball. That was Jerry, the big Jerry Callahan, who just called. It left a voicemail, Alice, that consisted mm-hmm. of 18 seconds of ripping me for going to softball. Like he knows I'm going tonight uh-huh. and making the kids wear masks and wearing a mask myself, which mm-hmm. unfortunately everybody's doing because nobody knows not to and we're mm-hmm. scared of getting yelled at. I, it's a long story. I'll be on Jerry tomorrow, by the way. That's Tuesday. Um, Glenn Kessler, the guy who went after... Um, uh, who fact-checked how hard Tim Scott's grandfather really had it picking cotton in third grade. Exactly. So he has... Yep. And then went subsequently, after he got in hot water for mm-hmm. it, went back in NPR, giddy, to explain that, yeah, no, he stands by all that stuff. I also obtained property and other records that expanded on the information in the census, and those records are not in dispute. And those property records show how much land his great-grandfather purchased. And it appears to have been one of the biggest landowners, white or black, in Aiken County at the time. You know, by his account, he was raised largely by a single mother in poor circumstances. By his account. But we dug into it. And like I said, his story on the campaign trail was a bit too tidy for popular consumption. I, if I had been able to talk to him, I would have, you know, he was 10 or 11 when his great-grandfather died, so I was curious if he had ever visited this farm and what his impressions of it were. You know, and in fact, I could only, for the great-great-grandfather, he says he had nine. Imagine him creeping through the files and see. How and many see. acres did how he black, have? How black were they really? What kind of experience mm-hmm. did they have? Does he get to call himself black? Let me see what we've got here. Hmm. 100 acres. I could only find records for about 170 acres. So I was wondering if that was a bit of family lore. <laughs> and, you know, he says his grandfather could not read or write, but the mm-hmm. records indicate that his great-grandfather and his great-great-grandfather could read and write. Mm-hmm. So I, those were inconsistencies there, and maybe that's a little uncomfortable for him to talk about. He is pretending to be black, and I'm getting there. I'm getting to the to the promised land of this story here. Soon I'll have it. I'll have it. We'll expose this guy who who is running afoul of the you know progressive mm-hmm. dictates of what you're allowed to believe if you're a black man, according to us, the white establishment. Right. Hard to imagine any conspiracy theory more embarrassing than the Russia stuff that the Democrats have done nonstop for the last five years, but... Uh, this like conspiracy theory that Tim Scott's ancestors who grew up in real Jim Crow, by the way, not uh, Jim Eagle Jim Crow that mm-hmm. we have now in Georgia, that uh, somehow that their experiences in the real Jim Crow South weren't somehow not valid enough for him to really get any points. I mean, I say points because that's in their view that he earns credibility points for being a black man who came from nothing. So they get to... You know, they get to examine how much credit they really have to give him for that. And this is really just mind-bogglingly humiliating that they're even doing this. It's so pathetic and terrible. <sighs> In any case, this has been the Burn Barrel Podcast. He's Tom Shattuck. I'm Alan Shattuck, soon to be hosting a new and better podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us uh, for the moment at Burn Barrel Podcast. Dot, uh, at, at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter at BurnBarrelPodcast.com Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast we're also on Gab and Parlor. we're at Burn Barrel Podcast on those platforms we also have a YouTube channel and you can email us BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.